Hey, and welcome back to CEO Skills Radio. So um, this episode is going to be a little backyard brainstorm. Um, if you are new to the podcast, I have certain, you know, scripted and planned and in-depth trainings that you can find uh, in every few episodes. However, you know, every once in a while, I do something different. I do something more informal. I do something more inspired, something more intuitive. And these come in the form of walk thoughts where I'm walking around and I just want to like, you know, jam on some topic and I'll, you know, use my phone to record and my headphones and there'll be background noise and everything like that. Well, today's episode, I'm in my backyard And I'm reading um, the afterword of the book, The Celestine Prophecy by, what's his name? James Redfield. So, although this isn't a, although this isn't a formal business training, uh, you know, on the topics of like marketing or legal stuff, which I have tons of those in my podcast, um, this is still, it's still very uh, relevant for business owners. So, this book, for those of you who don't know, is sort of like the book The Alchemist, where it's a storytelling book. It's like a very conversational book that has some spiritual teachings and some principles in the book about, you know, synchronicities, following your intuition, uh, treating other people, and things like that. So the book is amazing. I love it so much. The book is very conversational. It's very, very quick easy read it's a page turner for sure um however the afterword is more like the author's actual um like self-help quote-unquote part of the book where he will give you tangible steps on how to implement the techniques or illustrate the techniques discussed in the book or illustrate you know the principles discussed in the book and say how you can you know live with these insights so I was reading, you know, all about, you know, paying attention to the synchronicities and paying attention to your intuition. And then this fifth step in the afterword is all about the ability to stay in karmic alignment. That's what it's called. And I'm going to read you this passage because it really resonated with me, um, especially with what I've just been like going through today or lately where I'm like, like I feel not like stressed I feel really at ease and then I remember I have like a project to do for someone like especially if it's a legal project and I'm like ooh, I gotta I gotta do that right I gotta get to that and it brings me some kind of you know insecurities pop up Um, imposter syndrome pops up like of course there's other people who could do it faster with a bigger team and a more like you know like built out law firm and stuff but at the at the other end of the spectrum on the other end of that I also know my intentions are pure I'm trying to help people out in the most affordable way with the most integrity as possible I'm trying to you know provide accessible legal services or alternatives to legal services for people who might not otherwise be able to go to a law firm like that and so you know, one thing that's really important to me is trying to manage client expectations and let them know what they're getting into and that there's this, you know, this balance. Like, of course, if you want someone who's going to work 24-7 for you and drop at that, drop everything they're doing at the, you know, drop of a, a hat to, to put your stuff first, you're going to pay for that. You're going to want to go to, like, 
you know, a New York City big law firm and pay $600 an hour for someone to spend 40 hours on your contract, no stone left unturned, and get the job done for you. But, you know, I make sure that people that I attract are not the people that are looking for that. And I make sure to turn them away if that's what they're looking for. Or let them know that, like, hey, you know, I really promote work-life balance. Like, my turnaround time is three weeks or my turnaround time for emails is 48 hours, right? Like, making sure that my boundaries are very, very clear from the get-go to, number one, make sure that I'm protecting my energy and also, number two, managing client expectations. And this is something that's a constant learning lesson. Even if people aren't, like, telling me, like, oh, I'm disappointed in you, like, you know, no one's ever saying, like, this took long or I'm not saying no one ever says, you know, Of course, like in my eight years of being a lawyer, people are always going to complain, find something to complain about. But I also want to make sure that I'm attracting people who also live their life that way. Like they know, okay, this stress is outsourced. I'm going to be okay. And I trust Nina's got it. She's got it on her timeline. I trust her process. I trust what she's doing. I trust she has my best interests at heart. And those are the people that I love to work with and that I'm very picky about, that I do make sure I work with people like that. And so that's just something I was thinking of as I was like, you know, enjoying my morning, reading my book, and then I'm like, oh crap, I have those two legal things to do today. And this third client I got to answer, and this fourth client that I got to send a proposal to, and all these other things that are coming up as like things that I've been conditioned to in my past legal career to treat as like urgent, above all, like everything's an emergency, everything's on fire when that's just not the case, right? So, so really managing my own, um, like feelings and emotions around these timelines and stuff has been even more important and more critical to me than like, you know, it's, it's internal pressure. It's not external pressure. It's me putting this pressure on myself from my past history as a lawyer, from where I know I want to go and take my business and getting over some like PTSD from other law firms and other people I've worked for that have just treated things like they're all top priority, that they're all huge emergencies, that they're all like life or death when that's just not the case. But anyway, then this is like all going through my head as I'm reading my book. Then I get to this section five of the afterword of the Celestine prophecy, the ability to stay in karmic alignment. And this is the section I'm going to read to you because this clarified a lot for me. And if you were kind of like, I don't know, thinking about like, what the hell is she talking about? This might clarify for you as well. Okay. So here we go. What if I told you that every time you intuitively help someone using your intuitive intelligence to give them a life-changing synchronicity, a certain check for a certain amount of money would come in the mail? Would you believe it? Of course, I'm speaking symbolically here, but I believe you can prove to yourself that the universe is set up to work exactly in this manner. Small business owners have proven it to themselves for years, and you can confirm their experience just by observation. What all small businesses know is that they have to take care of their customers, meaning they must always think and act in their customer's best interest. They must give them good value. They must not sell them anything they don't need. And if they can help them, they must honestly communicate that fact. Or I'm sorry, if they can't help them, they must honestly communicate that fact. In short, they have to be givers. When they do, the word gets out that they shoot straight and genuinely want to help. And what happens? 
business increases. And if they don't act in this positive manner, what happens? Word gets out quickly, their reputation suffers, and they soon go out of business. People can tell when we manipulate or lie. We see it over and over. But does this principle go deeper? You can prove to yourself that it does. For instance, businesses that typically put the customer first also draw out of town or internet customers more readily. They will tell you that customers find them in mysterious ways talking about the energy of the web pictures or that the color scheme of the website drew them in. Obviously, for the takers, this doesn't happen. They draw in other manipulators and controllers who try to take unfair advantage of them. So why do so many people still act in this negative manner? Again, it is because the dead universe scientists have convinced them that it doesn't matter, that the universe doesn't care. They imply, it might be unethical, but why not manipulate to take better care of ourselves? No one else will. And of course, for them, nobody does. So what is the precise karmic design playing out here? It's obvious. Those of us who are givers in this world mysteriously draw in more people who are also givers, who show up to give us energy or support or mysterious information just at the right time. So our lives go easier and we stay more inspired. It's that simple and that spectacular. So set an intention to be of the greatest service possible for the people in your life and begin to concentrate on what intuitive information you receive to give others. The guidance you receive could help be about anything, a recent discovery of your own, something you sense they need, even just envisioning a boost of energy coming from your divine connection to them. But whatever comes to you to say or do, never fail to act on it. You are often there to be a synchronicity for the people you cross paths with, and the more you help this way, the more people will show up and be a synchronicity for you. Okay, so that is such a great little section i'm so sweating i'm in my backyard i'm like dripping sweat all of a sudden um but and my book is like getting soaking wet so i'm gonna stop reading there (laughs) um but i thought that was so cool and especially because the whole book is all about like synchronicities and like one thing like just going off of gut instinct and then one synchronicity lines up to another opportunity and then you're paying attention and another synchronicity you know leads you on the next direction and then one thing after another your story unfolds and your your purpose your journey comes to fruition and in the book they talk about how sometimes we are receiving help in the form of other people but a lot of times it's also our purpose and our place to offer help to other people as well so always act on those instincts when you're like I feel like I really need to tell you this and that is something that I didn't even realize I was doing in especially a lot of my business mentorship calls I'll always say like I don't know why I'm feeling called to tell you for example there was a client who like was like I want to be you know a life coach I'm in this life coaching program but I want to deliver something tangible and I was like I don't know why I'm feeling called to share human design with you have you ever heard of human design she was like no I don't know it she looked into it she loves it it might be something she offers now right so that's an example of how I took that intuitive download I was like I don't know what's making me tell you this this might be really off you know topic here but I'm feeling really called to tell you to go research more into human design because that's something tangible that you can offer people you know human design readings 
Another example is being like, you know, I've had people tell me, clients tell me, hey, Nina, I know you really like XYZ program like Asana, but I'm feeling really called to tell you about this new program. Well, not new, but new to me program Notion. And I had a client, Forrest, tell me um, that she was feeling called to share her, you know, Notion setup. It's like a CRM client resource manager. I don't know what CRM means. It's like client resource management or something system. She's like, I'm going to share Notion with you. I'm feeling really called. And she showed me behind the scenes. She shared her screen and it was so awesome and totally changed like the trajectory of my business because I was able to then really play around with that, use that for CEO skills, my, my course, um, to put my course on there in a very secure way and a very organized way that's way better and way cheaper than like Kajabi or Kartra or Podia. I was able to really build out and organize my product suite, my content, uh, team communications. And on these 90 minute strategy sessions that I give people, I was also able to build out notion boards really quickly for them to help them organize their businesses while on the call. So it just goes to show how if you're feeling that kind of intuitive hit, you wanna be of service to people, act on those synchronicities act on act on that intuition it will be a synchronicity for someone even if you don't know why you're feeling called to share it if you're feeling called to share it chances are it will mean something to the other person if they are open to receiving it right and that just depends on where they're at in their journey of understanding the way the universe works the synchronicities like their beliefs you know but I really liked that concept in this afterward. And I also really liked the idea that it put into perspective, like, okay, if you're going to act out of service and in people's best interest, you will always attract people who will appreciate that and give you grace. They'll give you flexibility. They'll give you time and they'll give you money versus when you're just trying to make a quick buck and trying to make ends meet and coming from a place of desperation and coming from a place of like, well, nobody's going to take care of me so I got to take care of myself and like fuck the world and this and that like I'm in it for me I don't you know you're not really coming from a place of serving other people you're going to attract other people who try to manipulate and take advantage of you um and that's why you know like on my stories I'm always kind of sharing the 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 conversations that I have like sharing my mistakes in the ways that I talk to people because these things are all great and dandy to have like when you're sitting in your backyard like reading about how to be a better person be a better business owner all these things but in the day-to-day life you need to like understand how to implement these techniques and like come from that place of your highest self and sometimes it's hard, right? Sometimes I'm pretty firm with my boundaries and it comes off as being a bitch. Sometimes it comes off as rude. Sometimes it comes off um, as strong and confident and people like thank me and appreciate it. It really depends on my mood and the energy that I'm putting in towards like when I'm asserting my boundaries and stuff because you will always attract people who are looking out to manipulate you and everything, no matter how good your intentions are. But if your intentions are poor, you're going to attract those people even more. And you're going to attract those people in such a way where you don't put up your boundaries. You're just like looking to take their money or something or get from them. And it's going to be like a worse situation than, you know, a DM conversation of someone trying to get free advice, right? Like, 
if I wasn't coming from a place of service, a lot of those people would probably end up being customers because I'd be like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is how you pay me, take their money and then still treat them like they're ridiculous, you know? I don't know. I just feel like a lot of times we look at people as if we, we project our beliefs onto them. We don't understand that, you know, we need to better communicate our boundaries or we need to better set expectations or we need to, you know, really just live in that space of trust that the right people will come our way at the right time. And we also don't remember that like these people on the other sides of these conversations you know everyone's on a spectrum of how like giving or how selfish they are and everything or how aware they are of you know social situations and business situations but if you always come from the place of like protecting your energy and also making sure that you're trying to be of a place of service and not of disservice to people then you will always be able to kind of navigate around those conversations now does coming from a place of service mean that you need to give away free advice to people who demand it of you no you'll see if you follow me on instagram i'm always talking about these situations and the level of disrespect that i see and the level of unprofessionalism that i see online with people just demanding answers that they can't google themselves or they're too lazy to google themselves and they're just thinking that like oh well you put yourself out here online so i should be able to ask you anything since you give all this other stuff for free but at the same time you know you need to come from a place of service, but you also need to have your boundaries. And what I'm working on now is communicating those boundaries in a way where it's like doesn't strike the wrong chord. Because we can all say like, I'm not responsible for how you interpret my, you know, I didn't mean for you to interpret that way and this and that, but that's not the case. That's not the point. The point is you do have some level of control of the way you deliver your information And if you can deliver it in the most helpful way possible, that again comes from a place of service, you will, number one, be able to really quickly weed out the people who are trying to manipulate you, that are trying to take advantage of you. And also, number two, avoid situations where you get further in bed, quote unquote, with these people who are just going to end up trying to manipulate or control or take advantage of you later, right? So, um, I hope that all makes sense you think about a couple of things about your sales strategy about your um your cadence when you're you're having a conversation in the dms like always come from a place of service but always communicate your boundaries too because we're not going to be able to weed out everybody there's always going to be tests of our boundaries of our patience of our growth of our journey and you can't just judge a person based off of one interaction, one message. Come from your place of highest self in that response and then see where it goes. Because if you're always coming from service, then you know that you can trust yourself and your decisions and the way you, you know, communicate, the way you respond. And you won't have to feel guilty or shameful or bad or like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Like those feelings will dissipate. But that takes work too. And a lot of people don't show that work. They don't show the fights that they get into with potential customers in emails or DMs. 
And I'm not the only one who has these kinds of conversations. I know for a fact because everybody comes to me and tells me about them as a lawyer. So, you know, I hope this shines some light on the way that you can interact with people, you know, come from a place of service, try to be that that help for people. Otherwise, sometimes you will be the person who will be receiving help. Try to, to tune into your intuition intuition when you're feeling called to share something with them maybe you will be that synchronicity for them and then always come from a place of service like when you're selling and when you're communicating your boundaries because it will reduce some of the um the you know it will act as a filter for the people who are coming in to try to manipulate you because not everyone is on the same journey not everyone is on the same wavelength as you But that doesn't mean that you can just quickly and easily dismiss them and make them feel worse. Um, You know, you you can't, that comes from a place of ego. You have to come from a place of service always. So I hope that resonates with you. If it does, let me know. Um, I hope you're having a beautiful week and the next episode will be back with a more formal training. So I'll see you then.